Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Here we are on the verge of Valentine's Day. And of course, everything's about love and all of that. <laughs> but there's another thing to remember about love. Doesn't feel good all the time. Great. And it smarts. I'm stalling. I see that. Yeah. Because what are you trying to do? I'm trying to hit the post. Yeah, I know. So that I finish talking at exactly the same time the lyrics of the song begin. Love hurts. This is heart. Love scars. Love wounds. This was actually recorded at the backstage. In heart. In Ballard. Anguish in her voice. I know. Who sings better? Strong. To take a lot of pain. Take a lot of pain. So here we are on the verge of uh, of a nervous break. Oh, of a Valentine's Day. Forgot. Great, great. So here we are on the verge of Valentine's Day, and uh, and I think it's uh, that Valentine's Day is your least favorite holiday of the year. I don't know that it's my least. I I think Flag Day is my least favorite because there's really not a whole lot to do on Flag Day. Yeah. Valentine's Day is pretty much another day, really, in the life of Lisa Foster. And I'm not saying that to get you to... Because I know you always feel... I don't like that you pity me. You pity me. I don't pity yes, you. Yes, you I, do. <laughs> come here. I don't pity you, you poor, poor thing. You little loser, you. Yes, I know. No, but it, it, it is a day where they rub it in your nose. You yeah, know, it's, it's a do. day for lovers. It is not a day for people who... It's although... Like, it's like, you, like you're not being a Super Bowl fan... You're on the outside looking in, and you don't understand why everybody else is so delighted. I do understand. Yes, I understand. I'm just pissed off <laughs> because I understand. Uh, no, I'm not, of course. But, it, it, you know, Valentine's Day is, I think, really about love. It doesn't have to be between lovers because, you know, I celebrate with my niece, you know, get my bought my niece a little 
Valentine's gift and a card from from her aunt and. Let me ask you this. Oh, brother, I'm, I'm here list- we go. No, no, no. I, it's, no, I'm not going to ambush what? you. But I, these, uh, I hear all these ads on TV, and one of them is that this year, for Valentine's Day, give her what she really wants. And it's some kind of prelude to talking about uh, uh, boner medicine. Essentially. No. Yes. I haven't seen this. I thought you were going to no. say it was a jewelry ad. I've heard like... it on the radio. I've heard no. It on the radio. Yeah. Give her what she really wants. Do you really have to call wants. it boner medication? Well, can't you just say... I could have done better. Can't you just say... Well, I went for a drive in my pickup truck. I picked up my girl because I wanted to show her my gloves because she had on her mitts. And I blushed brightly when she showed me her perfume that she buys whenever Avon calls. So I took off my pants and I showed her my... But my point is, give her what she really wants. How audacious to say that. Wait a minute. How How do do you you know? know? Yeah. No, how do you know that's not what we really want? Well, I'm going by my wife. She (laughs) just thought that this was the most ridiculous ad, the most presumptuous thing to put on the radio. Give her what she really... No, she doesn't really want... She would like a ring. She would like... uh, uh, a night out, uh, the nice dinner. Not no, you, your um, male unit is probably not what she really wants. It's just well, nobody asked me. Okay, okay. well, so maybe they're advertising to you. Perhaps. But on the other hand, <clears throat> it it's aimed at the guy. I mean, because uh, yeah, the it's, it to... sounds like a shaming ad is what it sounds like almost, yeah. right? Like well, yeah, you know. Basically, what we're saying clearly, is clearly you can't give her what she really wants you're, in you're, your current state. You're wholly inadequate. Yes, and she's not going to say anything because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. But yeah, we know what she really wants. <laughs> she, she's not going to say. I just it. thought it was the silliest thing I've ever heard. But uh. but you'll hear other ads where they're saying stuff like. Uh, uh, you know, get her uh, the gift of flowers, uh, mm-hmm. proflowers.com, or right. g- give her candy and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and an overpriced candy and overpriced teddy bear. You don't want candy and sh- no, stuff, do no, you? No, not and, and balloons and t- Well, some women do. They think it's cute. No, I it's, think if you're... It's weak. You, any guy can mm-hmm. sail into a Rite Aid and pick that up. It's right. Just, it's not thoughtful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You of the it's the thought that counts camp is what you always told me. You always told me it's the thought that counts. It doesn't matter what yeah, the... Yeah, but if it's no thought, then that doesn't count. <laughs> well... And I just think going, you know... I agree with you. I uh, Oh, shoot. Shoot. I mean, today you're gonna is Valentine's... You're going to have to beep that out. Yeah. Today is Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. I Oh, hey, there's a Rite Aid. I'll go run in there. I'll get her some... Uh, mm. And then she opens the present. Oh, I don't know what this is... Hemorrhoid cream. Oh, sorry. I was in a hurry. I knew that's what you really wanted. Um, Yeah, I know. It's, uh, but, but, but. But see, I'm right now. It's tradition, though. I'm thinking, now, what can I get my wife? I I can't. uh, So if I'm going to put that stuff down, then what do you got that's better, Mr. Cashman? Right. And I, and I'm stuck. Do you always get her flowers? No. You're not, she's not, I see, I love flowers. If people got me flowers. She's different. She likes weeds. (laughs) Well, that's handy. 
And I just like flowers. I think they're romantic. I like them anytime. Yeah, have- she does. She loves flowers. She's a very... Yeah. Love flowers. Floral. But of course, they really stick it to you. You really take it in the shorts on the flowers around Valentine's Day. But do you ever come out here? uh, Well, you can also go down to the the Pike Place Market at certain times of year. But out here in the country where we live, you drive around and they're selling these beautiful bouquets Mm -hmm. for three bucks and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, no. But I mean, I'm talking about if you order flowers and have them sent and and all that. But um, And then, then you know... More times than not, they'll die immediately, Mm -hmm. you know. So have you ever received flowers, let's say, and they are inadequate? Mm -hmm. They're already on on the way to dying or they're maybe even already dead when you get them. Do you... Let the person who you gave them to you know that is that Ooh, tacky? That's, that's a good because they spent their money. That's I think a they good should dilemma. They should know. Yeah, I think you're right because it's not as though they put the bouquet together themselves and created it. They simply called in an order. I would say, you know, it was just enormously thoughtful of you. Why are you telling me that the flowers I sent to you guys croaked? Yeah. <clears throat> They did? No, on the ones you sent? No, no, no. But it, it's happened before. Okay. So we've, th- we've always had this dilemma. Well, does it sound like, well, we want you to send us better flowers? It's not about that. It's about that you spent your money on these flowers, and then these guys send this inadequate it well, happens, sure. I mean, not, not all florists are crazy. But you should well, let them know, right? I would say it was, re- yeah, it was incredibly... Uh, thoughtful of you to send this but i gotta tell you i don't know what the florists did they just did not they showed up kind of kind of messed dead. up yeah and i don't think anybody would take that personally i don't think so i would be but if, would it be better if you as the recipient uh ran with the ball and and got in touch with you know the flower company and said hey you know what i we received these flowers yes. sent by a friend of oh, mine oh yeah yeah that'd be better i think it? that would be better yeah i yeah i would call them and say look or what if you got a box of candy and like two of them were eaten? <laughs> or had a bite out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Should you, but, you know what? None of these scenarios are going to happen to me. So I've done are... that before, by the way. I've given my wife a box of candy and I've already eaten a couple, <laughs> you know, bites out of some of them. And stuff. Or just... poke them to see what's <laughs> yeah. in the middle. That's yeah. funny. That's but very funny. just trying to be funny. Yeah. That's funny. But so, that's never, but you wouldn't care if you got any kind of Valentine's thing. You wouldn't care, right? Just. That what do you mean? Would, I wouldn't care. You mean like, oh, thank be, God, I got something? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yes. How dare you? Well, I didn't mean no, it I'm that not way. That desperate. I didn't well, then mean how it did that. you mean it? I don't know how I meant I, it. I thought first. I thought you meant like you would be like you're. You, it's not even an issue for you, so you wouldn't really care. But you meant it the other way. Like no. I'd be so desperate that I wouldn't no, even care I didn't if somebody use handed me eating candy or they handed me weeds. I'd be like. <laughs> Somebody loves me. No, I don't care. <laughs> My funny Valentine. No, what I meant was that you this should be good. you're not going to be picky about it. You're going to say, <laughs> I'm just digging my deeper hole, aren't I? Oh, my God. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't well done. Let me try it again. Let me try. You know? That you are such a giving, loving, warm, grateful person that you... Appreciate a gift as as a gift, and it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be anything more than just a kind gesture. That's that. that wow, almost, you did pretty good. I actually. almost said that's good enough for you <laughs> again, but that would have been started me back on square one again. So. That's right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. I there isn't even anybody on the radar that would even make that gesture. You might be surprised. Me. Yes, I would.
I, in fact, I would be so surprised I would probably drop dead is how surprised I would be. Well, Why? What are you saying? Well, you know. Did you get me something you know, or well, someone? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but, well, you know, it ain't right that I've talked to you about that before. But. You know what? Here's the deal. Um, that's why I always, it's, it's so lovely of you to care about my sort of happiness and, and situation in life. But why do people think that this is a bad situation right here? Why? Because people... you tell us that. Oh. <laughs> I can't do? believe. I can't I do? believe you conceded that. <laughs> I do. Well, kind of. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm making this argument to convince myself that it's not uh, a, a bad situation to be in. Being single is not a sentence. It's it's not um, it's it's not horrible. Well, it's I, nothing to feel sorry for. Well, I I, I love about. love my wife dearly, and God forbid uh, anything would happen to her. However, I I would say that if anything did happen to her, I'd be I would prefer just to be alone. I don't want I don't. I wouldn't mind being single. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this, because I have... Maybe, as you I'm, know, maybe I'm fooling myself, but I don't think I would be. Uh, as you know, I have I have dabbled in the online dating arena before. I know, and the occult. And um, I find myself at a, situ- at, a, at a point in life now where I've actually haven't been dating for... It's been a year, couple years now. I was involved with somebody off and on for three or four of those years. So it's been a long time since I've been doing the online dating. And I just, it's, I don't really even have a desire to do it. And I was reading an article about how the online dating sites really want you to fail, obviously, because they keep you coming back and they make money, right? Mm-hmm. A psychologist did a study on people who use online dating sites, how rare it is for people to find a true match through a dating site. But if you watch the ads, they, they exactly. make you think, oh my gosh, no, you're bat- but, batting a thousand. And here's here's what they did. They did a survey where they took, they, they did a test. They took a went to a supermarket and set up one table that had five different flavors of jam. Okay, five different flavors, pick which one you want, buy what you want. On a different day in a different supermarket, they set up a table that had 25 flavors of jam. Here you go. Buy what you want. Pay. You, you know the outcome, right? More. Well, more with less to choose from. Exactly. Yeah. More jars of jam were purchased from the table that had only five than the table that had 25 because the choices were so overwhelming. And this mm-hmm. is the argument that many psychologists yeah. make that if you're looking for love, doing it online is not really the smartest way because you can be sort of a victim of somebody saying, well, yeah, she looks great, but I bet there's something better out there. I don't want to be a jar of jam. All right, we're Give me raspberry or give me death. I want to jam it with you. And that's why I'm not going to go on those dating sites anymore. So here's the deal, and maybe you can help me with this, is I've decided that I need to get out more and meet people in a in a normal way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, in person. But what is normal? I don't know. Because is it going to church? Is it going to... Uh... You know I'm not going to church. Okay. But um, I mean, that's where I always hear people say... I met her at church. Maybe. We were going to Sunday school, or you know, I mean, that's where uh, sure that's because where that's people where people are. get together, or they're in bars, or they're I'm, yeah. And I'm not going to a church. I'm or, not going to or a bar. Satanic rituals that or might like, work. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to really just to, 
to to get out. I work from home. I it is so easy to just want to stay home. And I know I'm not going to, you know, I know that guys aren't going to fall out of the sky into my backyard. No, but you're right about that. You are right. You're on to something there. And I don't know where out there is, but yeah, you nothing's going to happen at home. Right. And I and, and I don't want to and the reason I did online dating was because it was, you know, I was working from home and and people find that easy, but now that I look at the statistics and what the psychologists say, I'm just going to waste a boatload of time. Aren't you just going to attract other guys who just stay at home all the time? If you use the online dating thing? Wait. That's what you have in common is that you're both hermits? No. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just I'm saying that the, not the online everybody, dating. Not everybody who online dates stays at home. Okay. Um, unless you go to the homealone.com. Um, <laughs> have you tried that? What, what is it? The farmers? Yeah, they have such specialized yeah. online dating yeah. uh, niches now that just kind of crack me up. So McDonald had a farm. Anyway, so I don't know. I know people say, well, why don't you volunteer? Well, I don't feel like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I want to get out more anyway, but I want to do it. Uh, I want to get into something that interests me just for the sake of it interesting me. And then if I happen to meet somebody through that, great. There's too much pressure if if I'm going to, you know, um, joining a hiking club or a bicycling club really want to go hiking or bicycling the only reason i'm doing it is because i want to meet somebody it's do you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i'm trying to figure out what am i really interested in well that... now, now wait a minute why did you brush away the why don't you volunteer thing that is a great way <clears throat> to meet people <clears throat> and even if you don't hook up with anybody you're doing something positive. well that's what i mean i need to find something that interests me in 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 volunteering for not just because you know what i'm saying yeah not just because well, that way you'll meet somebody. I want to do it because it fills me with passion and I can maintain my own identity and interests. And then if if that happens where somebody comes along, that's a happy byproduct of Right. I get of, you. I know it. what you're saying. So, well, for example, uh, if you it, your mother died of what? Uh, she was she had actually multiple things, uh, diabetes and heart failure. And okay. um, So I mean, you know, there's associations like that. If you have a stake in, in diabetes, for example, right. and eradicating that horrible disease, right? Um, boy, they'd be eager to have you come on. I know board. that sounds like kind of a downer, though. Well, it's not really. No. I mean, I, well, I, I know you do stuff for the di diabetes, yeah, ju juvenile diabetes <clears throat> especially. Um, and I don't, I don't. None of my children had juvenile diabetes, and nor is it even in my family. But when you meet these kids and and particularly the parents who have these new babies, they're one or they're two or they're three years old and everything's great. Oh, this is the dream we've always wanted. Yeah. And they discover that their child now has to wear, um, you know, these packs on right. their back to control their, their mm -hmm. uh, diabetes. The insulin. Insulin yeah, yeah. dosage. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. And you want, you want to volunteer for an organization or for a cause, it sounds selfish, but you want to uh, you want to be involved with a cause where you think, hey, 
we're on the verge of a breakthrough. And I know. Juvenile diabetes is like that. I know. And, I don't. I that, don't want to go. See that sort of stuff depresses me though. Like, leukemia, for example, kids. Ninety percent. That of wouldn't kids, make me cry. Ninety percent of kids now are surviving leukemia. I know. That's I can't. A, it, I can't do that sort of stuff. I can't. I can't volunteer for the abused animal shelter. I can't volunteer. I, that stuff. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. That does just. I'd rather give my money to those places, and and help them. But I that to be involved in that I'm I'm not built for it. I feel okay, that's honest. I that, feel stuff way way that. too deeply to be exposed to it yeah. over and over and over. So it's yeah. going to have to be something like. Um, but I think you get inured to it if you. I'm not trying to no, I know. persuade you, but I mean I think it becomes a cause after a while, and then you you aren't so torn apart about mm-hmm. it because it's personal to you, and you want and you get to know these kids, and you care. About their if outcome. I'm crying all the time, you think that's going to attract Mr. Right? You won't cry all the time. You yes, will at I first. Will. Pat, you know me. I cry all the time. I cry all the time. <laughs> I just cry all the time. No. Well, that, there's nothing I wrong know, with crying either. I, I know you're trying to help me, but that your suggestion really sucks. Okay. All right. Well, it I, stinks. I, I, you know what? You you know yourself better I know. Than me. And you know what's going to happen? I'm probably just going to stay home all year. I know that's exactly. let's let's think about some other things we could do. What are some other things? Uh, I sound like I'm doing a well, lecture. Well, you know here the, now. the habitat. No for... bad idea. No bad ideas. Let's write them down. When we know darn well mm-hmm. there's bad ideas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the habitat for humanity, like building houses or yeah. helping seniors. How about that? You know, I like that idea. I have a friend that does that. Yeah. I like that. I I. And you're handy. I you, am you handy. Can, you I have a tool. Stuff. I have a tool belt. Mm-hmm. And where better to meet a, a big, strong, strapping. See, you said it yourself. There you go. That's what you should do. Okay, but let me finish because I tried to do that, and they never. Ex- you have to. You have to put an app an application to be accepted as a volunteer. Right. See, this is what people forget about volunteer work. They're not just sitting there waiting for you, rubbing their hands together for you to come in the door and do some work. You have to pass a bunch of stuff to be able to get in. And I put in an application. This happens to me all the time. How many times did you put in? Once. Once, exactly. And then I was... If you're dogged about it, you don't take that that first rejection. All right. So I'm serious about this. I want to do this. I want to be involved with Habitat for Humanity. Because I want to meet a guy. Take me seriously. (laughs) Because I want to meet a guy. And and maybe I'm wondering if maybe they uh, they might have too many people. There's that's the other thing. No, about they can't have too many people. But they might because you're a woman. Oh, she can't do anything. Oh re- no! I now, don't know. I do, now, just, I'm now, just now we're gonna get letters and they're gonna say we're not sexist. Don't listen to Pat Cash. Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to figure out a reason why they wouldn't wouldn't want to. Well, welcome I'm telling you, with open you arms. because they. By the way, how long do your arms stay open? <laughs> no grouch. What was I gonna say? Well, you oh, oh, that sometimes they don't need people. What? They don't need people. They don't need people. We don't need air. We don't need food. We don't need clothing. We don't need shelter. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Of course people need people. Come on, Lisa. Have you forgotten? People. People who need people. People who need people. Yeah. They're the luckiest people in the world. When I say the world, I mean the earth. The world. Up with people! Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So anyway, uh, what are you saying? Well, this is what I'm saying. People like you just think, oh, they always need volunteers. That's not true. A lot of times they've got so many people volunteering that they're like, we just don't have anything right now. Well, I don't think that's true. But I think, I think when you've got a, a robust organization like that, you might be <clears throat> a little... Uh, picky about who you want so something to be like that would feed my soul too because yeah. the idea of helping a an elderly person who's like you know i love that i love um home improvement and do, building a garden and would you and go to work at, a, at an old folks home i don't think they call them that what do anymore. you mean like, like go like in a hammer home. on their stuff oh you want to build stuff yes okay yeah all right, all right. who am i going to meet at the old folks home Old guys with <laughs> old a lot of money. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so poor, anyway, poor people can't live there. So you know? that's what I'd like to do because that. That's I, good. You know, so you figured it out okay. already. All right, you're right though. I, I just say don't don't take no for an answer. You're right, time. and I did, and I so I threw that out because I figured well that they don't I, want I, me. I can have my friend help you do this. You he, will. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. He's a really good guy, and uh, he's even traveled. You know, they will like during Katrina and places, yeah. things like that. I think that's great. I mean, so I, I've been thinking about that. I'm going to try to do that this year and get out. My brother, Mike, uh, uh, until recently has gone every year with his family down to Mexico. And they, uh, I think it's uh, been tied in with a, a religious uh, organization he belongs to. But uh, and, and he's way more religious than I am, I mean, mm -hmm. like you. But... He, uh, they, they go and they build, they build, ho they build a house for people down in uh, Mexico. Mm -hmm. I think me. that's really great. Yeah. That's that sounds fun to me. I love building and creating and fixing and and cleaning and redoing and, and those guys. and those. Yeah, but 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 again, that's not that's not the point. The point is me just getting out and doing something mm -hmm. that feeds my soul. And then yeah, if the happy byproduct is, you know, Mr. Lisa Foster comes along. Then that's great, but here's the other thing. But that shouldn't—that obviously is so, not your principal goal. No, and here's the other thing. I'm getting so old, and I know oh, come nobody's going to want me anyway. Oh, but baloney. it'll be fun. It'll baloney. be fun. You know that's baloney. Uh, it's not baloney. It is baloney. It's not baloney. This one you're not getting away with. That's baloney. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. So to summarize, meeting Mr. Wright should be the third most important thing. The second most important thing should be, you know, building stuff. But first be a person who needs, who needs people. people. Yes. People who need, who need people. people. Oh, yeah, baby. Are the luckiest Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, people. Can I read you some uh, of the uh, mail we've received? Yes, and we need to thank our listener uh, contributions, too, Oh, yeah, as well. let's do that, so, too. Um, uh, people... Who need people. Okay, okay, I'm sorry I started that. This is extraordinary. We, uh, we're still very much a shoestring and maybe always will be yeah, a shoestring we'll organization. We don't care. We'll see. We, we don't care. Maybe this year we'll be... We never got into this with the idea that, man, we're going to make some big dough here. That's right. Uh, but people support 
us with contributions, which we I don't think we've overtly asked for. No, we just have a contribution button on the we've website. We've covertly asked for them. Right. Uh, but uh, it's, it's really great. And so here are some folks. I'm going to name them by name. They didn't ask us to, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, Steve Nurse. Do you know what Steve Nurse is? What do you mean? What is, he's a person. He's a person. But you know what his... He actually is a doctor of... Uh, what is he? A doctor of... Hmm, I, I do remember. Yeah, I remember anyway, that. He, he's got a <clears throat> psychology degree or something like yeah, that. So his name is Dr. Nurse. His name is Dr. Nurse, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and he gave us yes. some dough. Thank that, you, that's Steve. Great. I didn't even know he listened to our podcast. Thank I, you. I talk to him all the time, and we never talk about the podcast. So thanks, Steve. Uh, Michael Prim. Yeah, from uh, Issaquah. And from Issaquah. John Snow from Woodenville. And Bettina Maki from Bothell. And Ellen Floyd from Tacoma. I, yeah. I'm always amazed when people come up to me and say, hey, I listen to your podcast. I can't believe it. I just never can quite believe you. I say, you do? <laughs> Not that it's a bad podcast, but, but well, we don't, people, how did they find out about yeah, it? Yeah, we, we, we haven't been very disciplined on, no. on marketing and d distribution. I've, we've done a little bit, uh, so that is sort of gratifying to know that the little bit we've managed yeah. has actually reached out a little further than we had thought. It would, so Thank we'll, you. we'll see what thank happens not, this year. So. We are totally sincere about that. We really thank you for that. It, yep. Your contributions are great, but if you all you do is just listen. That, That's all we care about. That, that really yeah. is all we care about. Yeah. We, just, we just think it's fun, because otherwise we're just talking to ourselves, and that's kind of tedious. Boring. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll get back to this Valentine's Day thing, do maybe. We, we don't have to. Okay, we don't have to, but... Uh, I'm, just some random mail that we received. It's actually emails, which you can, by the way, uh, email us anytime you would like, because we'll read it and we may respond to it. Mm -hmm. There's a little time, a bit of a time lag on it. Pat, no, wait, that's not it. Wait a minute, that's not right. Oh, great. Oh, that's not right. Why don't you just give them your home address while you're at it? No, it's comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Okay, I, I took that part out. Comments. Yeah, I took my... Comments, comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Thank you. God, mm -hmm. just what would be a disaster if I was just doing this by myself. Oh, my God. Or you can also uh, mm. like us on Facebook and comment there. We love to get comments on our posts. So, uh, I, By the way, uh, there's a guy that sends me emails all the time when he spots something. His name is Chris. Mm -hmm. And he, whenever he sees an odd uh, headline or something in the newspaper, he always sends me uh a copy of it and he I don't know how he spots these things they're great but I sent him one. I finally returned the favor the other day I found this headline uh, not a headline but it was in the obituaries it, maybe this says something about me but I read the obituaries in I the know newspaper you do. yeah you've told me that yeah because some I like uh, to know about people's lives and and sometimes it's really fascinating stuff but there was a guy named and I'll change his first name because I don't and you're going to change it to Larry yeah let's say Larry you always say Larry it says Larry Dong God. Larry Dong and and then you read down further into the uh, obituary and then you can send funds and I'm not kidding oh, to the Dong Endowment Fund <laughs> <laughs> nobody caught that and went wait, wait a minute, minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> we need to rethink this. Hey, I don't think that's <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. They were just all kinds of really odd names all in one day. 
on on this uh, in this obituary <laughs> call. Just funny how they all ganged up. Um, here's one from Dave and Graham, who used to call our show or correspond with our show all the time, and he said, "Pat, the feud is over. This is a few weeks old now. The feud is over. Joan Fontaine is dead." Remembering back many years ago, your morning show on The Buzz, we discussed Olivia de Havilland, who was Joan Fontaine's sister. Okay. I called whenever I could mention Joan and Olivia in my call. At the time, the, the two women were in the limelight of their careers. Mm -hmm. The morning you read it, I recorded it live on tape, and I have it yet today. He had copied uh, a thing for me to read on the air. Mm-hmm. But these women, until one of them died, Joan Fontaine, in, in her 90s, they were in a feud, and they never spoke to each other. Wow. And they were apparently in a feud because of their mutual jealousy of each other. One winning an Oscar, the other one not winning an Oscar, then one wins an Oscar, and the other one doesn't. Wow. I had no idea. They were feuding. Yeah, it's pretty juicy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's from Dave. He says, now the feud is over. And I said to Dave, I said, it is a pity. Those sisters lived so long and had so much going for them from a public point of view. It would have ruined a great feud. <laughs> I love that you remember your yeah. studio visits. Uh, and he asks about uh, Dustin Hornby. Oops, I bumped the mic. Dustin Hornby, our old colleague, yeah. whom we're going to get on this podcast. I can't wait. We yeah. keep saying that. I know. we got to stop saying it and doing it. That's, yeah. my, that's my job. I'll get a hold of him. Okay. Here's uh, one from Buzz Larson, who says, I can't believe I ran across this podcast. You may not remember me. Yes, we do. Great to hear the two of you. Great to hear you on Cairo, which we were on uh, a few weeks ago. Over the holidays. Cairo Radio. Uh, don't, I want to talk about that. Okay. Um, and then... Um, this guy named Eric Sigmund said, we spent the Thanksgiving weekend in Bend, Oregon, your hometown, and I thought we should go perform the Reign of Terror when we were there. <laughs> and I went to many stores, but I could not find pineapple upside down cake mix anywhere, so I had to settle for the Fred Meyer in the nearby town of Redmond, Oregon. So he drove all the way over to find it? He drove all the way to Bend and back, and so here's what he did, and God love you. Eric says he burned 10 podcast episodes to CD so we could be entertained while on the road. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. Isn't that nice? That is so great. That's really cool. And then here's one from Rich, an old friend, Rich, who said, I've been fascinated because he, he knows you are. Mm -hmm. He said, I, too, have been fascinated with submarines yes. for a long time. We talked about that in a previous episode. I and remember watching Run Silent, Run Deep on mm -hmm. black and white TV. You've seen that one, right? I haven't. That's actually on my watch submarine watch list. There are a lot of submarine movies, so I haven't gotten to it yet, but I read the book. I just finished the book. Hey. Really good book. Did you watch any of the things I gave you? Like, uh, you haven't? No. None of them? No. Like uh, I gave you all 20, those leagues Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, the first two seasons. I know, but see, I don't want to sit through seasons of submarine stuff. And but, you if said, you're, but if you're fascinated You said it was kind of cheesy, too. But it's fun. I like that I don't series. want fun. I don't want a fun submarine. I want drama and... Well, then... You're then taking watch. her... She's going too deep, Captain. She's going too deep. Well, watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But didn't you say that one was sort of cheesy, too? Shrimp's Mason is Captain Nemo in that one. <laughs> It's really good. good. I will watch and that with Kirk my Douglas nieces. Okay, you'll like it. I it's, will. It's I good. I just haven't had a chance. And your nieces will love the giant octopus. Okay. Is yeah. the giant octopus kind of cheesy? 
Well, when, what the year? movie was 1954. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, something like that. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale, and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. He asks, uh, Rich asks, have you seen The Fantastic Voyage? Mm-mm. Which I'm fixing to record, by the way. It's on someplace this week. Mm-mm. Several scientists aboard a submarine are shrunken to the size of a grain of dust and then injected into a man's bloodstream to do surgery in his brain. Ooh, have you seen this before? Yes, and Raquel Welch is one of the crew. Of and, course she is. And her in a Because she wet, makes a great surgeon. Yeah, and her in a wetsuit is hard to forget. <laughs> I, God, she did look fantastic, no doubt about it. But... Um, just so, as long as she, she looks good, not doesn't matter if she sucks as being a surgeon. But the point of this is, to me, is that this seems like such a ridiculous science fiction fantasy. Mm-hmm. And yet now we can go in non-surgically mm-hmm. and go in and explore around in a body, uh, find things, fix right. things. Mm-hmm. They can put stents in hearts and all of this stuff. Without or, and cutting the, you open. The guy's pretty much ready to go to work the next right. day. It's amazing. Um. But he says, it sounds like you've never toured a submarine, Lisa. There I know. used There used to be a former Russian sub in Seattle. I, I shot some video of it. It's moved to San Diego. But if you get to Portland, Oregon, there's a former U.S. diesel sub, the USS Blueback, on display in the river next to the Oregon Museum of Science I and Industry. I may do that. I may take a little road trip down there. It's on, called, that would be on, really fun. Yeah. I it, mean, I've been on the Disneyland submarine ride, but that doesn't really count. That's pretty good. Uh, it, it, this uh, sub down in Oregon, it was the stunt sub in Hunt for Red October. Oh, really? That does an emergency surface and flies a few feet. Interesting. There's also an undersea warfare museum in Keyport. I've been there a couple of times. So this guy's... Rich is just as obsessed Aww, with those as thanks, you. Thanks, Rich. That's great. I'm going to take all of those suggestions. And uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, uh, this is a joke from Jon Snow. Oh, you can't read this one. Did you read this email already? No. Then don't read it. You got you to gotta review this stuff before. No, I've read it. No, I've read it, but not on the podcast. Oh, okay. Before. So you know what's coming. So Yeah, I know what's oh, coming. Oh, okay. All right. I was so, trying to save you from yourself there, but never mind. Go for it then. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's two different versions. No, it's the same one. Uh, this was for the Dirty Joke Challenge. Am I thinking of the yes, same one? you're okay. right. It's the Dirty Joke Challenge. <laughs> and it's not really that much of a dirty joke until the very ending of it. <laughs> right. Okay. So. You want to do it? Yeah. I'll okay. read it. I'll read it. And then obviously we'll just have to fix the very last word in, okay. in the thing. Okay. So, John says, I recently found your podcast. I've been catching up. I don't know if you still do your clean versions of dirty jokes, but here's my favorite. So, here it goes. One rainy day, a man gets on a crowded bus. The only empty seat is next to a drunk. Across the aisle is a young woman. It's a slow, long bus ride, and the man gets bored after a while, so he whispers to the drunk, Hey, I'm going to have some fun. The man leans across the aisle, and he softly asks the woman... Are you going to actually say this? Yeah. Okay. So he leans across the aisle and softly asks the woman, Tickle your ass with a feather? I can't believe you just said that. Okay. The feather part? (laughs) Okay. The woman asks, very startled, What did you say? Uh, 
I said, typically nasty weather, the man explains. Okay, I guess you really can't change it because then... Yeah. Yeah, and all she right. She says, oh, a little bit flustered, but she's calmer now. Still, she gets off at the next stop. At the same time, another young woman gets on at the same time and sits down in the same spot the previous woman was sitting in. The bus drives off. After a bit, the man gives the drunk a wink, leans over to the woman and asks, Tickle your ass with a feather? She goes, What did you say? I said, Typically nasty weather. Oh, okay. But she also nervously gets off at the next stop. Well, as luck would have it, and as this joke would have it, a third woman... (laughs) Is it the last woman? Yes. Is this the final woman? Jokes always have to have three. I know. So a third woman gets on the bus, sits in the same seat again. What are the odds? Same seat. I don't know. The man has reached his destination. He gets off the bus, too. But by this time, the drunk is sitting there has been so intrigued by this little joke that he thinks he's going to try it, too. Okay, good luck with this part, Pat. So he leans across the aisle and asks, Hey, you want to She says, What? I said, It's raining out. It's raining, man! For listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.